Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Cimino and Rick Summers. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Middle-Aged Warriors. We are... And now pre-Thanksgiving show, and I hope everybody's getting prepped, although this is an unusual and a different uh, holiday season that, that we approach. I'm Chris Cimino, and he is... Rick Summers, and we are here in New York and coming to you via the Believe Podcast Network. How are you, Mr. Summers? I'm okay. You know what? I'm just... Uh, I feel like I'm off my game. I think everybody feels a little off their game or yeah. just off, period. Well, it's interesting because I used to love this week, whether I was at the you know, at the office or, or whatever I was doing, because Thanksgiving always had a real schedule that we followed for the week, uh, including, you know, going and watching the balloon blow up. Right. A lot of traditions. Yeah. A lot of stuff. And this year we're without traditions. We're without a lot of family. Mm. We're without a lot of friends who we've lost over the year. And I just feel kind of... Like I have my shoes on the wrong feet. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's been going on for a while, you know, but when you get these very specific events that typically take place every year, such as holidays and birthdays, I think the scenario that we're in in dealing with this pandemic, it really gets in your face. It, it really weighs so heavy because suddenly you realize, wow, this thing really is changing the way I'm living. Yeah. These traditions that I've done for years and years and years I'm not able to do this year. Now, there's one in particular. We're still going to we're gonna give it a shot tomorrow night. I know I was brought into this. Uh, Rick and his wife, Valerie, every uh, Thanksgiving Eve, I guess right. would be the way to the say Right, the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Uh, Valerie and I started this in New York. Ah, it's got to be upwards of 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. We thought, well, it'd be fun. Let's go out for spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. But it started with me and Valerie. Then it became Valerie and me and maybe two other people. Mm-hmm. Who brought two other people? Mm-hmm. And last year we had like twenty-five people, including you, Chris, and your your better half at me. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think I've been there now three years, yeah. and it has grown. And last year was tremendous. We had that was we had, a lot of we had, fun. We had the big back room uh, and very large bottles of wine were being served. Not even the standards. I, know. I think we have some pictures of that. Yeah. But you know, here we are upon the eve and unfortunately it looks like it's going to be uh, maybe three or four of us and that's about it yeah and yeah. and that's okay and, I, and you know what you and i have had this discussion and we continue to have this discussion about how frustrating it is that people don't want to participate mm-hmm. but we have to respect everybody's absolutely uh, approach and how they feel as far as you know dealing with covid right. and especially with the the numbers skyrocketing and going through the roof. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a new thing for this generation in particular to have ever dealt with. And so, you know, again, you will see every type of personality come out. You'll see the people that are extremely conservative. There are those that are anxiety-riddled. There are those that seem rather blasé. Um, but again, as you pointed out, it's just a matter of respecting what everybody's choice is. You respect it. That's it. Um, and so be it. We move on. Not much different than the election uh, show that you and I did a couple of weeks ago where I said, you know what, just because you voted this way and I voted this way doesn't mean you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. We have to respect people's choices. I know that sounds kind of Pollyannish no. and uh, in a nice fantasy, but... Well, look, you know, 
opinions exist throughout uh, the human race and they vary from person to person. And just because somebody has a, a different view on something doesn't mean you cannot connect with them on so many other aspects of who they are. So I think that's part of, uh, here we're, gonna, we're going we're gonna to go this route a little bit, I guess, or I am, uh, but that's part of the, the environment that has been set up over the last four years is to make someone feel if you don't agree with their ideology, politically especially, then I don't want to know you. You, you are a loser. Get away right. from me. Right. And, and that's not what this is supposed to be about. But that's that's the environment that's sort of been created, the climate that's been created by uh, our president over the last four years. It really has. I, you know, I don't, I, I'm sure some, you know, there were, I could be attacked by that side for saying that. But that's the reality. I'm, I'm not, I'm not pro either side. I'm pro people understanding each other and respecting each other but taking pride in, in who we are as a, as a nation. I think Rodney King said it best all those years ago when <laughs> yeah, he said, can't we all just, just get, get along? along? But uh, That was in between hours as he was getting beaten yeah, by right. the police. <laughs> well, but, you know, again, hopefully we can calm down a little bit and get back to that. And as of the recording of this, uh, I guess in the last 24 hours, there's been a little commitment to the presidential transition taking place. And you and I laugh when we hear that word because... Well, uh, we talk about uh, one of our guests last couple of weeks ago was Valerie Smaldone. And we asked about her transitioning from uh, her career to her post-career and what she's doing. And she said, whoa, 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 transitioning? <laughs> and I didn't realize it. And, and, and shame on me. But transitioning... Well, it's a different term now, sort of now. Nowadays. But, well, it, it, it's had an additional, uh, I guess, definition added to it. But, you know, in that, by the way, being said that uh, Trump has said, okay, he also, this was, this was a tweet shortly after they made that uh, statement. We will keep up the good fight, and I believe we will prevail. Nevertheless, in the best interest of our country... I am recommending that Emily and her team do what needs to be done with regard to initial protocols and have told my team to do the same. Which to me is an amazing yeah. uh, step. Well, you know, I think you, you put it best before when you said. Right. We were joking before. He said, well, at least he has one leg of his big boy pants on now. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll move forward with that. And, you know, hey, look, if he wants to run in 2024, have at it. I, I don't, you know, why not? It's That's his choice. But... Uh, at this point, we we have to move on. We yeah. have to move on, yeah. and you know, and that's that's been the thing that's been hanging everybody up. Uh, you came across something earlier this week, kind of shifting gears a little bit, but and <laughs> I, I guess I'll disclose this. Is this because I got a text from you at yeah, that's exactly <laughs> at four o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I well, here's the all right. We may as well just lay it all out there. So uh, my girlfriend Edmy uh, works early morning television. And the alarm goes off. Well, this could be a whole other show, by the way. The alarm initially goes <laughs> off at 3.15. I believe she finally gets out of bed at about 3.45 <clears throat> after three snoozes. I, I mean, I just... But I don't have to get up at that hour anymore, thank anymore. goodness. Uh, but apparently I still do. So I've been having an issue. As soon as I wake up at that point and she gets up, the wheels start turning. There's so much going on. Movie of your life is playing oh, on the ceiling. Good Lord. You know, everything just starts piling into your head at one time. And and so, of course, I did something that you're not supposed to do. We'll get to that in a little bit, too. But I grabbed the phone. And I think you had texted something to me later at night last night. And I was already asleep. So I decided, all right, I'm going to text him at 4 a.m. 
I know you weren't going to see it. No. But uh, but it's funny. Sometimes I'll post something at that hour and I'll get a response from somebody like, "You're up too." Yeah. And so you know there there are some there's some issues with that. I mean people. People are having issues sleeping. Uh, I mean, we always have, but I think in these trying times, and a lot of the routine is now gone too. So I think, you know, that's kind of, that's one of the things that people are having a hard time with. So you had sent an article to me, and it said 10 things you should never do before bed. Yeah. Well, the the, the number one, which is kind of the obvious, I thought, uh, leaving the lights on. Well. I don't have a problem with that. You can I, sleep with the light on? I can. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Now, neither one of us could sleep with a little bit. I mean, we have the blackout curtains. There's mm. a sliver of light coming through. It's like, what's that from? And it has, <laughs> has to go away. That's not a problem for me. I mean, I've been known to sit in a coffee shop uh, in, a, in a window seat with the sun shining in on me. And, and fall asleep? <laughs> and fall asleep. <laughs> You've been known to do that during the show sometimes. Yes, so I, I guess, you know, I was taking it personally, but now it, apparently it's a, it's a it's gift. A, it's a norm for you. Uh, obviously, the second one. Working while in bed. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, can think of some forms of work you could do. Never mind. Well, uh, no, but they're, they're talking about office, answering emails, things like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the worst thing you can do is be on your, your computer or be on your, you know, your phone looking at that, that bright light. Because mm -hmm. uh, that, I don't know medically or physiologically if that stimulates It stimulates, brain yeah. I don't know if yeah. it's the, the, they call it the pineal gland or something that in, in a, uh, which is supposed to produce melatonin, but it gets disrupted by light, and therefore the melatonin, which is the natural thing that makes us go to sleep, is is absent. Melatonin in isn't wasn't that Trump's wife? Yep. Oh God. <laughs> His name is Rick Summers, and uh, <laughs> and I'm Chris Cimino. But anyway, uh, quickly along the list, the other thing, which actually I haven't had now for a few years, watch TV too late, and people a lot of people have. The television in their bedroom yeah. apparently that emits like a blue light that also affects the melatonin so the blue light is the most disrupting wavelength when you're trying to get to sleep so no more blue lights for you recognize but no. i don't have a tv in my bedroom do you uh yeah actually but yeah i mean did. i did for years myself but in the last four right. or five years i have not yeah and uh actually um we have a large screen uh just basically as we talk about uh, things that we're thankful for, mm -hmm. uh, Netflix, uh, mm -hmm. to basically be able to watch stuff, but we never do. Because <laughs> by the time I get to bed, I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> you're passing out already at that point. Yeah. The other one is uh, eating too close to bedtime. Yeah, I agree with which, that. Which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Although the problem with me, I'll be okay, but if I'm staying up late... And I'm working on something, not in not in the bedroom, but uh, out in the living room space or, or the, uh, another room in the, in the apartment. I'll start, you know, I, mean, I just need a little something to munch on. A little something, something. A little something, something here. And then before you know it, now I'm eating something at 10, 11 o'clock at night. And right. then I'm going to bed at midnight. Yeah. So I guess that's not a good idea. Eating chocolate, apparently. Even the dark chocolate, which is healthy, apparently it contains uh, caffeine mm -hmm. and some other substance called uh, obramine, which is a compound of caffeine. And then drinking before bed. Oh, please. Who doesn't do that? Wait, uh, what are we, are we talking about drinking alcohol? No, alcohol? Al I'm talking about it, it's alcoholic beverages. Because for middle-aged guys, and you know this, mm. we both know this, uh, you know, drinking water or, or anything before bed mm. is basically 
going to set the knock on the door for you oh. to wake up and have to go to the bathroom. Guaranteed you'll be shuffling your feet at about <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. That's right. Uh, yeah. I, I do try to limit fluid intake, I guess. And I'm so far, I'm pretty good with that. I haven't had a tremendous issue with that, but it's, it's coming. Well, uh, I think about the fact that I have to take certain pills before I go to bed, so mm-hmm. I have to wash that down with water. Right. True. So... It's a no-win situation. But with the alcohol, apparently, it, it creates a... Uh, while initially it may relax you and you will fall asleep, it creates this sort of fight-or-flight mode. It's like an, it's a rebound. Your body produces a rebound to counter the alcohol, which is to try to wake you up or sober you up. So that's why it's not a good idea to try to drink yourself to sleep. Smoking before bed, I nah, not never a smoke, so not a problem. <laughs> not a problem. Uh, I can't even smoke in bed <laughs> in many ways. And don't watch scary movies, uh, which I... Was never a fan Which of it. Which I can understand. Yeah. 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 I mean, because that gets your adrenaline mm. and uh, running and that makes it harder to fall asleep yeah, we, when your adrenaline's running. We try to watch things because Edmie in particular is very sensitive to that. It, it can trigger dreams. Not only just scary stuff, but just things that may have created anxiety that she can relate to in other moments in her life that were unsettling. If we see a show that relates to that before bedtime, no good. We always have to then either watch a short comedy, Little Shits Creek, one episode, or, or a Seinfeld episode or something to sort of distract the brain from that. But uh, those are many reasons, I guess, why, and many habits we have, why we're not sleeping so well. But uh, I don't know how you shut the... I just wish I could just shut the brain down. Like, where's that switch to stop thinking? Yeah, I mean, for me, and uh, it's if I just start to read... Hmm. Um, yeah. even, even if it's just reading the news on my phone, there mm-hmm. I go back to the phone, but my eyes start to get tired and I feel them getting heavy and me wanting to just turn off everything, uh, and putting my head down and going to sleep. That's what seems to happen for me. And I think back to being a graduate student and going to the library and having to read mm. in the library right. and falling asleep there because yeah. reading kind of puts me out. Well, I'm, I'm totally with you on that because... You know, and you've given me some books lately, and I, I've been trying to get at them. And my, my reading, I tend to read in these uh, these spurts. Yeah, me you too. Know, and then I hit the drought, and I do nothing. But I'm with you. In the last couple of years, I read three, four pages. I want to read more. My eyes will like, not stay open. Boom. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things. And it frustrates me sometimes because I really want to read more. But uh, you're absolutely right. The, do, the you, eyes won't hold. do you remember a song? God, I don't know, maybe in the 90s. Boom, boom, out go the lights. <laughs> That's about what happens when <laughs> yeah. we start reading. I, know. I don't know. If anybody knows of a way to get around that or something we should be doing, read standing up. I have no idea. Oh, that's a good idea. It just seems to me. Uh, I mean, I understand in bed you're you're very relaxed, but like you said, it doesn't matter where I find myself. If I read, I can only hold on for so long before the eyes close. So yeah. Anyway, all right. So we you kind of got sidetracked a little bit there, but back to uh, Thanksgiving, and back to you know uh, we we do have things to be thankful for. Oh, we definitely in the midst do. of all of this. Yeah, we definitely do. It's and hard it, sometimes. Yeah. To, to keep focus, and especially for the past year, it's just been brutal. Yeah, the, the negative noise and the onslaught of it uh, is tough to then flip it and turn your perspective into what we really still have going for us because it gets buried. And this is why, to be honest, and you know, I've had this conversation too, really have to limit the exposure to uh, watching things on the media either side because if you sit there and you put in some time with that, your, your brain's going to turn to this this either anxiety-riddled mush of some kind or feeling like the end is near. Like you, No, we don't need this. 
That's not, that's not what this is about. There's a tremendous amount of anxiety that everybody's feeling, and people deal with it differently. Some people internalize it. Some people externalize it by uh, tailgating or leaning on their horns on the car or, <laughs> or sticking their finger out the window, whatever it is. But you know, everybody has to cope in whatever way they do. And I think a big part of coping is hearing those words come out of your mouth and saying, geez, I'm having trouble with this and, and admitting that you have a problem. As I take you back to one of our early shows hmm. when I say, how you doing? I'm good. I woke up on the right side of the dirt yeah. this morning. Well, you know, yeah. And, that, and now more than ever, does that mean something? And I think that's where most of us have to go first and foremost is to that point. Are we still here? We're still alive. You still have your health. Well, that is the biggest thing you could possibly be thankful for. Because everything from there, you know, those are the little things in life that the expectations we have. But without health and without our life, we, we don't exist. We don't have anything. So let's start with that. We're thankful that you and I and really, for the most part, uh, immediate friends and, and family, they're, they're doing okay through this. I mean, yeah. we've, lost, we've lost some people, uh, me more so on, on the fringe side. Uh, you know, your side a little more direct. Yeah, because uh, Valerie's mom passed away on Easter Sunday. Mm. Uh, and then my stepdad uh, died a couple months ago. But these were people that were, and I don't mean to justify it and, mm. and make it okay, but they were 94 going on 95 years old. Wow. And it lived very full yeah. and exciting, uh, decent, successful right. lives. Remember, so, the best part of waking up is is waking up. Is waking up. I was going to say, it's, I don't have Folgers in my cup. Uh, yeah. But anyway, but, you know, to that, other things, um, hey, look, to be honest, just in this last year, uh, our friendship, and uh, we've been friends, we knew each other many, many moons ago, then sort of didn't see each other for a while, then crossed paths again at different events, and then we started really kind of seeing each other and talking and having lunch more regularly, uh, a handful of years ago but i think in this past year between this show and just the scenarios we've, we've been thrown into our friendship uh, i'm very thankful and grateful for has grown deeper and deeper and you feel more like uh this is you know you feel like a brother to me now and i'm yeah. not trying to get too schmaltzy here but but you do i mean i feel like we can talk about anything and openly and honestly to each other without any judgment, and, and I I love that about you, and I appreciate that. And I'm very Thank you, and, for that. and I feel the same way. And uh, I am just uh, I'm glad that we're able to sit here and have this kind of dialogue, which is kind of what you and I talked about over lunch many years ago about you know getting on in our long in the tooth. I always love that expression. <laughs> long in the tooth. That my teeth are not getting any longer. I don't understand that. They are. You just can't see. The hair in my ear is getting longer, but that's a <laughs> Yeah, what's the deal with that? I don't know. With the hair growing in places it's not supposed to and it leaves the places where it used to be. Well, the good I news for understand. both of us is the hair has not, not bad. Left. Yeah. We're hanging in there. Yeah. In 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 many ways. And but again, I I think everybody should take a look around themselves and and look at the friends they have. And they still have, and and that is priceless. And that's something we should always reflect upon as being thankful for. Thankful for my family as well and their health. And uh, you know, I'm thankful the Mets have new ownership. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I may get uh, you know frivolous here, uh, but you know, again, it's all sort of you've got to stay present, not look too far ahead. 
don't look back at things that are so bad and negative because there's nothing you can do about them. They already happened. And that's the challenge now. That's really the challenge in all of this. It's really, as I said uh, before, using one of my creative analogies, it's like driving the car and you're looking ahead out the hood. You occasionally have to glance in the rearview mirror mm-hmm. just to make sure you're not being tailed by somebody with... With a with siren. And and exactly. Uh, <laughs> the but, past is pulling you over. Yeah. But you cannot spend too much time looking in that rearview mirror because you have to see what's coming at you right. over the, the hood and out the windshield. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a, good, <clears throat> that's a good analogy for life in general. But, you know, I try, you just try to find uh, the, the beauty, the goodness in gestures that you see people do. Uh, watching a sunrise and a sunset to me still amazes me. I still... Can marvel yeah. at that and appreciate that. You'll shoot me text sometimes. Hey, Mars is lined up with Saturn, and and then he says Uranus. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but but uh, you're always watching the sky and appreciative of those things. I am. And, you know, and and that's we we've kind of lost a little bit of that. We've lost sight of that, and that maybe is one of the good things that that's come from this whole pandemic scenario. We're spending a little more introspective time and maybe learning about ourselves a little bit more. Can I get be really corny for a second? All right, go ahead. I am so glad to be living in America. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. uh, that we're going to get a fresh start in January. And just in general, when you look around at everything that we do have in oh, this country. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I am so appreciative. And I know, like I said, that sounds schmaltzy and corny. But uh, I just thought I would say it. No, I mean, it's a great country, and it's a, it's it's going through growing pains. It's kind of, if, if you look at the world, this is still kind of a... I don't even think this country we're is a, a teenager. Yeah, yeah we're, we're a baby. You know, we're just clear the toddler stage, you know. We're, so, and you look at other parts of the world, and, and that's some of the thing, too. And you could take this for what it's worth. Some of what has happened here and the way it was handled obviously became a very political issue. And a lot of it was tossed on to the president and the administration and how they handled, and that's why so many people died. Well, so many people died in other parts of the world, in other countries just as well. Nobody is blaming their president for every death in those countries or their leader. So I thought that was, and this is coming from a guy, you know, I I probably, certainly, I'm an independent, but I would guesstimate that I lean more left than right. Depends on the issue. But I I thought that was a little unfair, how, how some of the media handled that and how people in general uh, handle that. I. This is a deadly, stinking, blankety blank virus, and nobody was going to stop it. I don't know if you can say blankety blank on. Can, uh, it, can you do that on podcast? <laughs> I'll edit that out later. The blank. All right, fucking virus that really pissed me. There you go. Okay, but uh, you know, and and so some of this this anger that's so that was such wasted energy as far yeah. as I was concerned. Yeah, uh, and you know what? Again. Think for yourself. You're still allowed to do that. So if you feel you need to protect yourself more, that's what you do. I don't need the president to wear a mask or not if I'm told that's probably going to help me. And I believe that. Yeah. That's what you do. If you don't believe it, then you don't. But you cannot infringe some of those things onto other people. That's all. Thanksgiving wishes? <sighs> well, uh, you mean immediate? or I mean, I, I, I really look forward to... The day when we're not talking about this at all, yeah. and it's you talk about rearview mirror that this whole thing is in the rearview mirror that we all heal as a country and as people and as fellow Americans, but truly that we need to heal. There's, this is going to take a while, and um, I think just to 
for me, I'm still looking forward to trying some new things, and uh, and I hope we get to continue with this show. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful for the show, how it's come along. Yeah, the people who've been willing to be part of it, the guests we have had. So yeah. Which reminds me, we're going to hear from a couple of them, I hope. Yeah, we've got a few that uh, kind of chimed in with a little Thanksgiving wish and, and very appreciative of that as well. And uh, we hope to have many, many more opportunities and then head into the new year with uh, with a little more optimism, let's say, for, for the middle-aged warriors. But uh, for you, what, what's the thing in, in your head as you head into this Thanksgiving and then moving forward? Um, you know what? I am just... I'm appreciative of all the things that I do have in my life. Um, and I know that sounds kind of Pollyannish again, but uh, really just being able to wake up and see the sunshine and uh, and breathe on my own. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I struggle with my multiple sclerosis, but I struggle a lot less than a lot of other people do. And I have great support around me. And uh, and that starts with friends like you. Uh, they're fewer and, f- and far between than they were when I was younger. But right. <laughs> but I've got to tell you that the the relationships that are in my life now are a lot richer than they were when I was younger. You know, yeah. I had more yeah. people, but there was not there was quantity, not the quality. Now yeah. the quality is really there. I think what happens at this point in your life there's a there's a degree of honesty about yourself. And then about the people you're with as friends, and a lot of the other things fall away. So your truest friends, who really understand you and get you, and vice versa, are the ones uh, that you know you continue to surround yourself with. Uh, you know, I, I should say, by the way, and I know you're not going to like me saying this, but you really are a, a warrior because you know, and I and I've watched you over the years, and you're dealing with MS in a very uh, sort of a gracious way and and you you are a fighter and you are tenacious and I don't think you realize how tenacious you really are thank you I really appreciate that because I really I don't feel tenacious right Uh, I I assumed you looked at it that way but I'm sure yeah and this is not to criticize others everybody handles things differently that would be in the same scenario as you might have folded up the tent already um, and you don't and you're out there fighting every day and you're out there you know trying to do something constructive and make something happen and you know, I, I see you battle it, but I could tell, like, no, this this crap is not going to bring me down, not stopping me. And uh, you are a warrior for that. You really are. I, I know I know. when you live it day to day, it doesn't feel that way. Right. And, and it's hard to step outside yourself. But I really, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And you've said that to me before. Other people have said that to me as mm-hmm. well. And I, I appreciate the fact that that's their perception. Because, you know what, you'd rather leave behind... Uh, a good perception than a mm-hmm. bad one when all is said and done. And, uh, yeah, with, but more importantly, by the way, that example is leading and that example is helping because, you know, I get up in the morning, I'm like, ah, oh, gee, my back's a little stiff. Really? And then I think of what you're dealing with every day and that shuts that up really quickly in my head to stop, you know, bitching about it. And I think other people will see that. Hey, Rick's can tough it up, and I don't hear him whining and bitching and complaining. What the hell am I complaining about? My toe is sore today. You know, it's got a, <laughs> got a bunion. Do people get bunions anymore? Yeah, women get them. They get bunions. Women get yeah. Paul Bunyan. <laughs> I have to stop wearing those high heels. So, yeah, that's Ed it. But I should also say I am very thankful for my other half, Edme de Jesus, and who came into my life three years ago and brought happiness and joy, and still does that I never thought I'd experience again. And so. let's talk about being a warrior, and this is where we 
blow smoke up each other. <laughs> uh, the fact that what you went through in dealing with Nancy's um, illness and and stuff, you know, passing four or five years ago. It's four and a half. It'll be five My in May. God, yeah. I, can't I can't believe, believe that. It. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you putting on a brave face and having to do it in front of a television audience. Uh, Again, be, you know, it's funny. You didn't don't, really think think about it. You just do. You just do it. Um, mm. But you're right. And, um, you know, but I, I appreciate you respecting that as well. But, uh Again, I've really shifted gears, and, and I did learn from that experience. And actually, there was a takeaway. There's always it, it's it's there's always going to be a hole there, and yeah. space. But the takeaway also is that I learned a lot about myself, and I learned a, a lot about how to appreciate life. And she really taught me a lesson in all of that at, at the end of the day. So uh, I can only try to stay positive. You know what? I want to do a show on regrets one day. Mm. You know, as we get older and, and and we sit here talking about all the things that we are so appreciative of, um, we all have regrets. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, being honest with them is, is the first part of healing, though. Because sometimes you have regrets and then if you're just going to carry around guilt with it, now that's not very productive. It's yeah. sort of how to get rid of that guilt and accept what what happened happened and who you are and why you did it. And that's that. And, and But it's a, you know... Hey, we need a couple of couches in here if we're going to get into that thing. That's what's <laughs> that's going on when you're little, when you're three. But uh, again, we want to say thank you for all listening and following us. And yeah. please continue to follow us, the Middle Age Warriors and the Believe Podcast Network. Download uh, our past shows. We've had some really fun guests. Yes, we have. And we have more to come. And uh, enjoy and have a happy Thanksgiving. We're going to hear from our... Some of our guests now uh, at the tail end of the good. show here. Okay. Be safe, be well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Sunshine always, guys. Be good, feel good. This is Scott Blakeman. And although I won't physically be celebrating Thanksgiving with anyone this year, I have so much to be thankful for. First of all, uh, for my good health and the good health of my friends, family, and loved ones, and also creatively. Since April 1st, every single day, I've done a podcast uh, called Getting Through This with Tom and Scott with Tom Saunders. That brings me so much creative satisfaction and just so much fun every day. And I'm thrilled that I've done the hat trick. I've been on your show, you, Chris and Rick, uh, three times and uh, looking forward to many more. And going forward, even with the limitations the next few months on our behavior and activities, let's focus on the things we can do not can't do and there's so much we can do and so much to be optimistic for and so much to be continue to be thankful for hey everyone i'm steve mclaughlin meteorologist at nbc6 down in miami and i know 2020 was just an awful year for so many reasons but i do have a lot to be grateful for i'm so grateful that i stayed healthy and that i was able to keep my job i know a lot of people were not as fortunate also grateful that for my coworkers, my family members, my friends that had COVID, they were able to fight it and survive it. And most importantly, I'm so grateful for our free and fair election in November. I can't wait for January and what I hope will be positive change for the United States and for the world. I hope everyone has a safe and a happy Thanksgiving. Hi, I'm Valerie Smaldone. You're listening to Middle Age Warriors. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And I'm grateful for my cat, Bailey. He's been a best friend, 
a constant companion, and just so funny. I'm so grateful to have this little wonderful creature in my life. Dear Middle Age Warriors, this is Anne-Marie Duchesne. I had the great pleasure of being interviewed by Chris Amino. Uh, sometime this year, I don't know if you're like me, but this year has been um, an extraordinary year of shifts and changes, adaptations. And one of the things I'm so deeply grateful for this year is exactly for that, the shifts and changes and adaptations, because it has pushed me into uh, a different place, a different level of comfort and discomfort. And because of uh, people like Chris and his beautiful lady, uh, Edmi, my friends um, and my family, I can really say that I'm so, so very grateful for my health, for being resilient, for being able to go beyond what seems like uh, something that could be a detriment. And there's no question that there has been detriment. And at the same time, really to look for that sparkle, to look for that place where, what's the opportunity? What's possible for me here? So I'm with you. I'm continuing into this new year. It's going to be another year of managing. And um, whoever watches this, if you hear me, see me, uh, I don't need to know you personally for us to be connected in the human net. Every tender, gentle, loving action that you take reverberates back to me and vice versa. Happy Thanksgiving to all. And thank you, Chris. Uh, much, much love. You know what I'm grateful for this Thanksgiving, Chris Samino? Friends like you. I don't think I have ever valued my friendships or my family more than I have this year. And even though we can't be together, we're together in our hearts, we're together in our thoughts, we're together in our minds. And I think that we truly have shown how much we care so much in the last few months. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for being healthy. I'm grateful my daughter is healthy. I'm grateful that my friends are close to me. And there's just so much to look forward to in the coming year. So I wish you all a really happy Thanksgiving. To my middle-aged warrior buddies, Rick and Chris, I can think of no better set of words than Winston Churchill during World War II when the world was in crisis about how Thanksgiving is the most important of days to the American people and the world. I hope you all stay safe, healthy, and well. Always this annual festival has been dear to the hearts of the American people. Always there has been that uh, desire for thanksgiving, and never, I think, has there been more justification, more compulsive need uh, than now. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, preferably five stars, no begging. Uh, we're available also on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V.com, and at Believe Podcasts.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.